Hey everyone, I'm Morgan Sirvin, the Merchandising Maven, and I want to welcome you to the Merchandising Maven Collaborative Podcast. I teach retailers value-packed steps for gaining and keeping loyal customers, maximizing their sales, and driving profitable traffic into their stores. By using the art and science of visual merchandising, my clients are able to better sell their goods and services with ease. The bottom line is... I teach you to create spaces that become your silent salesperson, and it's pretty darn cool. Through a decade of experience, I'm working with everyone from Fortune 500s to small mom and pops and everyone in between, I have found that many small business owners have no idea what visual merchandising is, let alone why it is so important to use this powerful tool in their business. Folks, let me tell you, it is vital if you want your business to thrive. At this very moment, the silent salesperson is either attracting customers for you or repelling them. That's right, repelling them. You can have the best product assortment and the best sales team around, but if your potential customers do not understand what you have to offer and ultimately your vision for your business, they will spend their money with your competitors. There's a reason why almost every large retailer spends millions of dollars a year trying to perfect their visual merchandising. And folks, let me tell you, even then, they often get it wrong because they don't know their customers, plain and simple. So what is this super important tool? Well, don't let its name fool you. At its core, visual merchandising is simply just being savvy about how your customer shops and why they shop the way they do. I know it might sound a bit heady um, or high thinking, but don't worry. I'm going to give you the tools and resources to do this in your very own shop each and every week here on the podcast. By now, you're probably thinking, how do I find the silent salesperson? Where is it? How do I use it? So the first step is deceptively simple. You just start by understanding who you are, who your ideal customer is and how do you serve them better. I often find that business owners know what they want to sell but fail to understand how their goods are being purchased. Understanding how your customer shops and why they buy the products that they do is really key to reaching your ideal customer with visual merchandising. To break this down a little bit further, let's go over some common issues that I have seen derail even the best of merchandising plans. Okay, so issue one is too much of a good thing. It really is a bad thing. It really is. You cannot sell everything to every customer. And if you try, you end up overwhelming everyone. Most importantly, yourself. I know it's tempting to want to feature every awesome product in your store and you're hyped and you're excited. You went and you bought it. You knew your customer just needed to have this item. But if you end up trying to focus on everything, nothing will feel worthy of someone purchasing it. It won't feel special. It won't feel unique. It won't feel special enough for that that customer to part with their money. I worked with a boutique once where they were so excited about partnerships with other local businesses and trying to meet all their customers' needs that this clothing boutique ended up carrying everything in their store from furniture to frozen dinners um, and a little bit of everything in between. Please hear me. Partnerships and wowing your customers is good. It is great, and it's, it's vital for any thriving local business, but not at the cost of losing who you are and why your customers come to you to spend their money at your store. So this may not be a problem specifically for you, but 
if I were to work in, walk into your store or let alone you get the perspective of a customer walking into your store, what would they say? Do they understand what you stand for? Um, will the, do they know what it is that you sell in your store? You will have a hard time making visual merchandising work for you if you have so much going on in your store that it overwhelms your customers. Your business is not for everyone. And in an attempt to cast a wide net, you're going to let that perfect customer, the one who's going to be loyal and spend lots of money with you, slip right through your fingers. So how do you narrow this down? Now we're definitely going to dig into this problem and specifically in later episodes, but I want to just begin by you taking small steps towards making your space more profitable and just paying attention and how your customers are excuse me, how your products are presented and displayed and how sales for that item correspond. Do they increase, decrease, stay the same? Um, Pay attention to what your customers respond to. If you feature, you know, an outfit on a mannequin that corresponds to a local football game or some kind of event going on or holiday or something to that effect, do sales for those items increase? Does it fly off your shelves? Make note of that. And if it doesn't, make note of that as well. Don't be afraid to ask customers, why? Why did you purchase this? Why didn't you purchase that? Now, make sure there are customers that you've seen before that you think that you can get a good vibe from or that would be comfortable answering this question because it could be a little bit weird if someone's asking you, why are you buying that? Why are you buying that? You don't want to come across as weird and you don't want to alienate a customer. So just be careful about this. But there's nothing wrong with asking people, why they do what they do and how they can how you can do it better. I promise you that if you do it right and you're, you don't come across as creepy, that customer will love you because they understand that you are trying to serve them better. So um, if you want, you know, this, I have a checklist that will go through all of these things or a lot of elements of how to really d- deep dive into who your customer is and how they're shopping in your store and help you really reflect on this. So if you want this helpful download, be sure to check out the show notes um, at the in the description of this episode, and I'll send that right to your in- inbox. Um, you really, truly have to set your sights on serving your customers well um, by making your place your store a place that they want to part with their hard-earned money. And you'll be amazed at how much your sales will increase. Okay, so let's move on to issue two. To clearance or not to clearance? I hear this question so often. A sale and discount merchandise is a necessary evil for most shops. It can draw in customers and increase your UPTs or units per transaction um, and be a lost leader of of sorts to get people in your store. Think uh, sidewalk sale or that kind of thing. One thing you have to be very aware of, though, and cautious that you're not um, doing is teaching your customers that you are a discount store. They can quickly go from being pleasantly surprised when they get a good deal from time to time to expecting cheap prices on every item when they shop with you. Although this may be good for some stores that deal in volume, it makes it really hard for most small business owners to sustain for any length of time. And why would you want to? It's a quick race to the bottom, and you and your brand and your time are worth more than that. Learn from the mistakes of big guys like JCPenney. They taught their customers to expect those rock-bottom prices, and now after years of trading down and the quality of their products to compensate and offering discount after discount, it's looking like they might not survive as a store, as a company. 
They have literally put themselves out of business with markdowns. Don't be like this, folks. Do not do it. Value yourself and your brand enough to make sure that this area, this area, the clearance and sale, is not a focus in your store. It's a part of your store, but it's not a focus. Your customers will thank you with their money. Over the next week, pay attention to if your customers go directly to your clearance section. What percentage of your business is discounted? This is a really good gut check, not only for the health of your business as a whole, but your current visual merchandising. Okay, so let's dive into issue number three. Are you being impulsive about the impulse section? Listen up, this last area that we're going to discuss could be a cash cow opportunity if you take advantage of it. Um, as an illustration, have you ever been waiting in line at a grocery store and ended up flipping through a trashy magazine? You know, one of those that claimed one celebrity broke up with the other one for the 50th time. Oh, you don't read those? Only me. Okay. All right. So let's say you picked up the latest Home and Garden uh, magazine with Joanna Gaines on the cover or those earbuds, or a razor, or a pack of gum for the road. You may not have been planning to make that purchase, but let me tell you, that retailer was not surprised. A lot of careful planning and research went into understanding how to position those items, the price points, which are typically $20 or less, and how highly engaging those products are that they put right in front of you as you're waiting in line, because there's only three registers open, even though they have 20 checkout lines. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. Are you highlighting this area around your point of sale counter? Are you taking the opportunity to get in those last minute sales? Do you have smaller items that your customer just has to have and if they saw them and you featured them, they would fly out the door like hotcakes? Now be careful not to go overboard because your counter could quickly become overwhelmed knickknacks and look like a yard sale and you don't want to do that because your customers will tune it out. But if you thought like thoughtfully incorporate a few add-on items, you could see big increases in no time. $10 here and there adds up very quickly. Some of my favorite examples of these types of items are lotions, specialty snacks and drinks, chapsticks, mints, candles. Things that add to the vision of your business but don't detract from what you're really trying to sell your customers. These items usually appeal to most customers in some way and generally things that people are apt to buy multiple units of without much thought. It's not really an item that, that really uh, messes with someone's price consciousness. So what do you have to lose? Try it out. I promise you will thank me for it. And let me know how it works for you. So be honest. Are you guilty of one of these three faux pas I just mentioned? Sure, you make the time to make sure your shop looks nice. But if you're honest, do you take the time to really be intentional about using visual merchandising to sell more of your products? If not, you are wasting the silent salesperson. Have you looked outward and invested money in marketing to drive traffic into your store, but never really taken the time to just look at the resources you have? It doesn't matter if people are coming into your store, if they're not making those big purchases once they're in your doors. Stay tuned because each week I'm going to give you the tools you need to radically improve your business right here on the Merchandising Collaborative, excuse me, the Merchandising Maven Collaborative podcast. Now, I want to make sure that this is not a one-way conversation. As the name suggests, I want to collaborate with you each week. I will give you a couple action steps to help make moves towards transforming your business. And on Wednesday mornings at 1230 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 
I will be on Facebook Live for an hour, taking questions from you and taking an even deeper dive into some of the elements of this podcast episode. So check the link in the description for your first week's action steps and checklist to start making more money with vision merchandising today. You definitely don't want to miss out. Also, don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and on our website, themerchandisingmaven.com. That is themerchandisingmaven.com. Themerchandisingmaven.com. No spaces. Um, Links to all of these things can be found in the show notes of this episode. Now, as we go on this journey together, you'll be amazed at how much you will transform your business just by making a few simple tweaks with visual merchandising and elevate it to places you never thought it could could go. So subscribe and check back each week as we take the steps towards getting your business where you want it. I am Morgan Sobin, the Merchandising Maven, and I want to thank you for joining the Merchandising Maven Collaborative Podcast, where I teach retailers value-packed action steps for gaining and keeping loyal customers, maximizing those sales, and driving profitable traffic in their stores. By using that art and science of visual merchandising, my clients are able to sell their goods and services with ease. The bottom line is I teach you to create spaces that become your silent salesperson, and it's pretty darn awesome. So until next time, Happy merchandising.